The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. This is Boomers and Beyond. What would you say if I called you a brutish fossil, symbolic of a decayed era? gratefully forgotten. I don't know. Thanks. An informative, colorful, and irreverent look at the aging process. I'll have what she's having. Here are your boomer hosts, Wendy Weiss and Derek Dufresne with Mobility City on the Big 550 KTRS. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64. Welcome back to Boomers and Beyond for your Sunday, January 21st. I am Wendy Weiss with my sheriff partner, Derek Dufresne from Mobility City. He is the king of all he surveys at 12,009 Manchester Road in De Pere, just east of West County Center. How are you, sheriff partner? Well, I'm fine. I did not realize that your illness had also taken part of your brain function away by what you just said about me. I, I just, but, we've got to just lean <laughs> into this. We just have fun on Sunday. So this is true. And it if, is Sunday. It, it I, is I knew, sun- guess what? Did you know? Did you look at your calendar? Symmetry, symmetry. I'm going to tell you something that I discovered. This is show 14. It is. We meet uh, for this show once a week. Yes, we do. There are seven days in a week. That, that last I heard. If you take 14 and you add seven. 21. January 21st. See? See, there you go. Yeah. That, that's how this works. I, I thought I thought that would be a good way to start. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> Mathematics are also important, no matter what my mother told this me. This is true. This is true. So we're going to have a fun show today. Yes, we are. We are, as usual. And we are going to dedicate this show, a great portion of it, to the group known as the Beatles. The Beatles. That's right. Lest we get ahead of ourselves, we have a few things in advance of this. As we tend to do. As we tend to do. All right. I'm going to do not math test, but a little quick quiz with you. Thank heavens. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. So do you remember how long I have told you that I am going to live? 93. Actually, plus three. Oh, 96. 96. Okay. I have known this since I was uh, probably... 16 years old. I was going to live to be 96. Hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is, was to be able to live to be a burden to all of my children, as I've told you before. And I support you, you in support, that decision. you support me in this. I support you in that, uh, in that goal. <laughs> good, good, yes, good. Yes, absolutely. That's good. That's good. Well, the reason that I thought that was kind of interesting is that in the Washington Post yesterday, there was a story that I'd like to highlight for you and get your reaction. Would that be Okay. Of course. All right. Okay. It's our show. We can do what we want. We can do what we want. All right. Here we go. At 93, three years younger than I will live, he's as fit as a 40-year-old. His body offers lessons on aging. This is what I found was most interesting. Uh, I'll I'll come back to a few things of this. First of all, he's Irish. Hmm. So I, I don't know what that plays into it or not. <laughs> And certainly, I'm not going to ask you how that plays into it. Well, I wouldn't know. I just thought it was interesting since I'm half Irish and right. Carol is half Irish. Right. Do you have any Irish? Yes, I do. How much? Um, I don't know. But you have something. You're, yes, you're... I absolutely do. All right, Connor? McCarthy? Irish? I'm just asking. Yeah. Connor, McCarthy, yes. I'm thinking, I, yeah. yeah. There's a, All lot, right, there's so a lot of Irish. A lot of yeah. Irish. All right, that's good. That's good. Because what this article basically says, first of all, this guy is a four-time world champion in indoor rowing, and he has the aerobic engine of a healthy 30- or 40-year-old and the body fat percentage of a whippet. A whippet? A whippet. A dog? Do you know what that is? Yes, you know what yes, that is. Yes, okay. like a greyhound, I All right. think. All right, this is, this is like a greyhound, all right? And what is really interesting that they found out was that they thought, okay, this guy was not only born with all this stuff, but this guy has been exercising, has been building his body all his life, and this is a matter of maintenance. Mm. Au contraire. I am currently 72. Mm-hmm. He started exercising at my age. Wow. 
started at my age. Wow. Okay? So you still have time Aha! to become a whippet. I may have to leave early because I want Carol to continue to call me Adonis. <laughs> oh. All right. So anyway, this is what what they say in the article. It's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. They said that he um, was retired and he just decided he wanted to do something because other people in his family rode. You know, they they like they they they, 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 they rode bikes and did oh, rowing okay. and stuff like that. Oh, and so okay. he decided that he you know he would start to do it, and then he found out that he could exercise similar um, um, simulated uh, forty minutes a day of two thousand meters of of rowing. So this, so he kept doing this and kept doing it, but he's not a person that is rabid. I would say, based on what I read, he is called a non-Agerian powerhouse. He's 165 pounds composed of 80% muscle and barely 15% fat. That's wrong. It is wrong. That's just so wrong. There's so much about this. There's something to be said for the soft and squishy among us. I I agree with you. Truly. I I, I agree. So we we don't have to honor him. We simply have to talk about him. (laughs) We have to acknowledge his existence. Right, right. However, to, to, you know, according to the University of Limerick in Ireland— he um, has the highest heart rate on record uh, for somebody that is anywhere in his uh, age range. He quickly goes from – I don't know what zero is, but let's say resting is 55 or whatever. He clearly goes from 55 to 153 like in zero to six seconds. Oh so he's a Maserati but, and right, a Whippet. Right, right. So, so I just want to share – this is the four things that he says have led to this. Okay, his his awakening. His awakening, consistency. Okay, every week he he rows thirty kilometers, about eighteen and a half miles, averaging forty minutes a day. So he Good. thinks you need to do this every day. But think Lord. about this: forty minutes, Wendy. 40 rowing, minutes. rowing, forty minutes rowing. You could think about rowing. I okay. may as well try to propel myself into outer space. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. A mixture of easy, moderate, and intense training, right? Right. Weight training. He does lift weights several times a week, and then he has a high-protein diet. Yes. I am beginning to understand how important that is. I am too. And so to close out this particular section, let me just say that I found it fascinating that he uh, is living at 93 – a life that we still can aspire to. And they do talk about genetics in here. Good. But the most interesting thing I found in addition to genetics is the thing I've had other people tell me about exercise is it's never too late. I love that. It's never too late. It's never too late and you're never too old. That's exactly That's right. That's my favorite fortune there you cookie. Go. Well, there you go. So so let's, let's build on this, shall we? Let's do. All right. Okay. Now, uh, what happened 60 years ago next month, Wendy? February of 1964, that would be the birthday of my husband. Yes, there we go. There we go. 35 years. Yes. And it would also be the arrival of the Fab Four on these shores. This is exactly right. This is exactly correct. And I went on and found the Beatles album stories. And it was very interesting to me. And this is, again, I, I I love not only alliteration, I love symmetry. So I love big integers. I like to use that word every once in a while. So how many albums did the Beatles put out as the Beatles? Not not calling Paul McCartney wings, not any of the other stuff. How many did they put out together? Mm. Wow, that's kind of tough. I'm going to say, can I say between? You can. It'll be wrong, but that's okay. okay. There's that Catholic grade grade school education. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. May I have another? I am think. I was going to say seven, but I'm going to actually say between seven and ten. Well, drop the lower number. Okay, six. Was it only six? No, no. Drop, drop the lower number. I mean, like, like, forget about it. Oh, okay. Do wait. Pick your larger ten. number. Ten. Yes, ten. That would be the correct answer. Ten albums. Ten albums. They put out ten albums. Do we still call them albums? Yes, we'll, we'll, for purposes of our program, for we purposes will call of them our program, we're going to call them albums. albums. We will call them albums on vinyl. I like that. Uh, my granddaughter, for her 14th birthday, youngest one, uh, Maeve, who I call the Boo, um, 
asked for a record player. Yes, she did. Yes, it's everything old. Is, is it really? Again. Okay. Yes. And uh, we helped uh, put it together, uh, she and I, and we listened to Taylor Swift together. Well, of course. Of course we did. Of course we did. However, lest we digress, we are going to take our listeners through these 10 albums. I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. Uh, we're we're gonna go. This is gonna go into the next segment. I'm telling you right now. That's okay. Is it okay? All right. Uh, the first album was called "Meet the Beatles," That's which right. is, I think, pretty much what Ed Sullivan said mm-hmm. uh, in his first show. And who can not start losing their mind as many, many, many young adults, particularly those of the female gender, did when they heard this first song in 1964. the height of romance. Connor is in the studio. He yes. is 26 years old. Yes. Holding hands at one point was yikes. Yes, it was. You were practically married you if you held hands exactly right. with a boy. Bingo. Oh, my heavens. Bingo. I do love the Beatles, but the, the early Beatles are very... Don't say anything that's going to affect our relationship with you. They're very doo-woppy, you know, I want to hold your hand, Paolo. Yeah, hello. hello. They're just much worse than the later Beatles. Oh, my God. My heart. Where's the defibrillator? I never thought I would say it publicly. Do we need a different producer that understands us? I don't know. I think once we get about to the fifth Have I passed out? I think I might have passed out. I did, too. Well, guess what, Connor? You're going to have to listen. Into the first four, I, I, know, yeah. I know. All right, I'm the just telling worst, you. Excuse us. Yes. The, the worst, worst than yes. later yes. Beatles. Yes. Oh, there we go. We have our quote of the day. Send Guess your what? hate mail maybe to we Connor can McCarthy find, at maybe, 638 Westport Plaza, 63146. Guess what, Wendy? Maybe we can find a producer that could cut that part out, and maybe you could have a chance to re-record it. I don't know. Okay. No, I think I think I want to leave it in. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Oh, well, Wendy, guess what? What? We've gotten to the end of the first segment, and we've done one song. We Uh-oh. literally have done one song. And, and we, we might have a longer break than normal while we talk to Connor. Oh. Right? Yeah. We might be talk back. To talk scream to scream well, at. Okay, well. Let me see if I can pick uh, up a. Right. Do yes. I have a tire iron in the studio? <laughs> all right, Wendy, take us out, and we'll figure this out. We'll take a very quick break while we explain to Connor the error of his ways. This is that's our that is that's what we do. We're boomers. This is boomers and beyond for your Sunday, January twenty first, on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. We'll be right back. The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Some Wendy, did you pick that song? No. Did, did, did we say that we no. wanted that song? No, we did not. Does that mean that he? I picked this song. This is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Formerly known as Connor McCarthy. For, the, for, the whole medley <laughs> on uh, Abbey Road, I really like. Uh, and I noticed it wasn't on here, so I thought I'd give it a play. It wasn't. That, it that wasn't would be as worse. I think, I think that would be the ninth album, Wendy, which we haven't gotten to yet. No, because we're going to go sequentially. We're going to go. We're I, old. I like that That's word. what we do. We're sequential seniors. We're sequential. Oh, there's your alliteration. There's my alliteration. Boy, this is going to be a it great is. show. But this yes, we are back on Boomers and Beyond. Uh, I believe I have found a pulse. Um, you have come out of AFib, right? Yes. You, because yes. Connor told us that his, the early stuff of the Beatles sounds like a boy band. They sound like doo-wop. It's not as bad or it's it's worse than any of their older stuff or their okay. more recent okay. stuff. Can, can, so, I, can I say something about this? Just just to kind of get this. As long as test. you're this closer to the microphone. All right. As long as I, well, I was trying. I was trying to get myself no, worked understand. up. I was trying I to work myself. Up I this. totally understand. CBS Saturday mornings. CBS Saturday mornings. Does a show 
at the end of which they have a new band that comes on. I can't even tell you what it is, but they, they expose new bands. Okay. All right? Gotcha. Most of the bands that I hear, I say to Carol, I could do that. I, I could do that music. And so, Connor, I would say back to you that some of the more recent music that I've been listening to that is not hard rock, that is not metal, that is not, you know, um, uh, rap, is stuff that seems to lack some depth. So there. I feel better now. Okay, because you're basically telling him that as a boomer, you question the substance, if you will, of the musical taste of his generation. No, not all of his generation, not necessarily Connor. I am not, unlike what Connor has just done to us, I am not doing tit for tat and saying that his musical. Well, Derek, I love the Beatles. I just like, you know, past a certain point. That's what I That's okay. what I do. Now he's trying to make up. <laughs> no. It's always been this that. Is, it's always been that. All this right. is why we love him. Yes, there we go. All right. He is our teenager in residence, even though he's 26. I get this. We I treat him this. like he's a teen. All right. Let's go on, shall we? Let's do. Uh, here's a question that I think we could start with. Okay. What was the Beatles' second album called? Help? No. Um, second album. Second album. Was that what it was called? Yes. Just their second album? Second album. I'm lost. I'm sorry. I'm, you don't I'm have lost. to be lost. I'm, you don't have to be lost. I looked it up. Now, we're getting closer to Connor's comfort zone because <laughs> we're at number two. Good. Good. This is a song that also is immediately recognizable by anyone with a pulse in 1965. Uh, and let's hear this one, Connor. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cue the screaming teenagers. Getting worse all the time. Not worse musically, worse no. in terms of people I fainting I and, I it, and all those stuff. Yes. They evolved like most art, like most artistes. Yes. They evolved they did into evolve. the Beatles. They did. That's the world that they were actually operating they in absolutely at did. the time. Now, here's what I will say as a commentary, not to assuage Connor's comments or to endorse them. However, as the Beatles got more famous, if you've ever read anything about their biography and all the rest, the pressures on them to become commercial grew which is why they got into the movies, why they got into the cartoons. I mean, there, there's some things that they did that clearly were pressuring them to become commercialized. And probably the person that rebelled against that the most was John, and secondly, probably George. Oh, sheezy. Right? Very true. Okay. All right. Very true. So now we are starting to get more towards some variation. And the third album... Hard Day's Night. I was going to pick another song other than the title song, but again, immediately recognizable when you hear this song off the Beatles' third album. It's been a hard day's night. John. And you know what? We cannot discount or minimize the contribution of Sir George Martin. No, we cannot. Uh, when it came to the Beatles and their sound and how they how they did evolve. And obviously we are having great fun yes. with our young friend yes. um, at his expense. But I think a lot of people, their early stuff did sound. Oh, a, a lot of it yes. sounded, each each song yes. sounded like yes. the other. Yes. Um, so you're, yeah, you're, you're. You're not going to get any argument from us there. But they did. They definitely evolved. And that was reflective of the world that they were living in at that time. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing that happened with the Beatles, did you see the biography they had on? I've seen uh, just but, about everything. Okay. All right. Well, I, I like well, to One think. of the biographies I just saw, and I can see this happening. Ringo was such a good-natured guy 
that every once in a while, and we're going to get to this in a second, he got to sing on, on, on some songs, some fun songs. As the Beatles got older in both age and experience and got more towards Connor's liking, George increasingly felt like he had to fight to be able to get his songs to be recorded. That is true. That is true. And it was bothering him more and more and more. And in the, in the what was it, Connor? Was it like a three-day uh, recording? The It was the equivalent of like a three-day yes. recording? Yes. The Peter Jackson? Right. What, what is that documentary called? That's the one I was actually talking about. I will have to look it up, but I it's on uh, Disney Plus. You can watch it, and, and, and it's and, very good. And it is so good, it is. and it they, they do a brilliant job of really outlining George's frustration, Absolutely. don't they? Yes, they certainly do. They certainly do. All right. So now we're into the fourth album, which uh, gets us to Beatles 65. And this is just a funny uh, one. Finally, Ringo gets his due by being able to sing this very memorable song, which we will hear. Well, how come you say you will when you won't? Say you do, baby, when you don't. Let me know, honey, how you feel. Tell the truth now, is love real? But uh-uh, well, honey, don't, well, honey, don't, honey, don't. Is that a cover? Is that a cover of somebody else's song? You know what? Just, I saw the look on your face. Our listeners cannot see that, but I saw the look on your face, and I knew exactly what you meant. And something tells me, and maybe Connor can help us with this, I thought that that may be a cover for some other song. For what? I mean, for some other uh, artist. But I don't know that to be a fact. I just know it was their fourth album, and I know Ringo sang it. Doesn't it sound like a, not maybe not a Jerry Lee Lewis, but a, like yes, one of those? It does. Rockabilly. It looks like it was a Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. There we go. There okay. we go. All right. Thank okay. you. We've solved that. Thank you. All right. Should we move on? Yes. All right. This We're is now, fun. We are now up to the fifth album. Oh, boy. Do you remember Halfway the name? through the... I don't. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Okay. And in a tribute on air to my lovely, beautiful bride of 50 years, Miss Carol. Miss Carol. There we go. Uh, This song was actually played at our wedding, Holy Redeemer, November 30th, 1974. Would not be allowed to be played today, I might add. Nor would we have been able to get married on Saturday evening in a Catholic church. Wow. So... It is particularly memorable, changed. and this 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 song has great great meaning to uh, to us. Off of Rubber Soul, here we go, Connor. There are places- Sung at our wedding by Marine Tom Cavanaugh. Uh, very memorable. Brought tears to our eyes then. Still does every time that I hear it. Uh, and the great news is, with the next album, Wendy, we're crossing over and getting closer to Connor's comfort zone. And I'm now forgiven him, and I'm now cheering for him to... Well, his, hold on. We're already past journey. that. I like, I like that song. I like oh, that album. Good. Oh. Good. How about that? Good. Yeah. Symmetry has, symmetry has returned to the studio. Yes, the, yes, it has. Okay. Yes, I, it I has. can feel the vibe. Oh, it's great. All right, good, good, good. All right. Sixth album, interestingly, called Revolver, started to get into some different kinds of stuff, not, not the typical, certainly, boy band stuff that Connor commented on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to get some real variation into the types of music you're doing. And let's see what our listeners think about this album, uh, song off of Revolver.
That album was probably in some ways, I, I liked some songs off it, but probably as an album was probably not one of my favorites. Your least favorite. What are some of the other songs from Revolver? Now you're putting me on I'm the sorry. spot, Wendy. I don't mean to. Uh, uh, but but you can tell that the, that the you know, we always think of coaches yes. and great young athletes. Yes. And how do they yoke that that young strength and everything. And I'm sure that their managers felt the exact same way because they could see that just the subject matter, the tax man, you know, what is it, eighty six percent in in Great Britain, they were they were young yes. enough, but they were rich enough now to be realizing what what sort of a a price they were paying to live in the United Kingdom. Uh, the most famous song probably off of Revolver is Eleanor Rigby. Oh, oh, okay. And I actually, I actually did like Eleanor Rigby. Give, give us some other songs off that. Uh, Yellow Submarine. That was is, that was Ringo. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. a Ringo one. Uh, Love you too. She said. She said. Uh, yeah. For no one. I'm only sleeping. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So not not the the biggest hits. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Interesting. That's really interesting. It is. Do uh, we need to take a break? We do need to take. A, okay. Let, we, let's we, take a break let's because take a break. our we, we're, we still have. We have one, two, three. We have four albums to still go through, Wendy. That's because we were on six, and there's ten total. See, we oh. carry the one. You've always, <laughs> you've always amazed me with your math. Always, oh, yeah. I, I've said that since my, we, my since math, we first started. My math is actually probably third grade level where it where it remains and still remains to this well, day. That is Derek Dufresne. He is the king of all he surveys at Mobility City at 12,009 Manchester Road, just east of West County Center for all of your mobility needs. Mobility City brings to you each week, each Sunday, boomers and beyond. We'll take a quick break as we pay tribute to the Beatles and their first trip to the United States when we come back. You know, if you have terrific taste in music, obviously you love the Beatles. If you have terrific taste in home decor, then you are either Ellen or Barbara or both at the Curtain Exchange. The Curtain Exchange is located in the heart of Clayton, 8119 Maryland Avenue. Their phone number is 314-863-1112. They are proud sponsors of Boomers and Beyond on the Big 550 KTRS on Sundays. Because they believe that, as we said earlier, it's never too late and you're never too old to have the home of your dreams. Now, a lot of times those dreams can be kicked down the road like the can, the proverbial can that gets kicked down the road because you have other you have other priorities. But they can come in and they can tell you, you know, whether a tweak here is all you need or a reset button here is all you need. They are wonderfully honest generations of St. Louisans uh, respect and admire their taste. And that is saying something because they have just got phenomenal taste. And don't let the name fool you. Yes, they have a stunning selection of ready-made and made-to-order window treatments. They also have furniture and rugs and accessories and bedding, everything you need to pull the look of your home together. Again, that number, 314-863-1112. Remember, they never charge an hourly fee. It is simply part of the Curtain Exchange service. 314-863-1112. And please be sure to tell them that KTRS sent you. The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. And when I die, and when I'm gone, there'll be one child born in this world, carry on, carry on. An informative, colorful, and irreverent look at the aging process. All I'm saying is don't get old. Live to regret it. This is Boomers and Beyond. With Wendy Weiss and Derek Dufresne on KTRS. Welcome back to Boomers and Beyond for your Sunday. And we always like to check in with Noelle Humphrey. She is the COO or the CFO of Mobility City St. Louis at 12,009 Manchester Road in De Pere, just east of West County Center, and they are on the north side of the street. If that doesn't confuse anybody, Noel, hi, how are you today? Andy, good. How are you? Hope you're doing warm. Doing very well. Doing very well. Look, you have got a you've got sort of an important primer for us, don't you, in terms of 
manual wheelchairs versus transport chairs. And that's what I think people love about Mobility City. First of all, you're going to get an education, whether you're whether you're looking for one or not. But you do have to you do have to get to know your your clients slash friends, don't you? Because there's a, quite a decision making process uh, involved with both of these these two items. You got it, Wendy. And we just like to when somebody calls or comes in and says, "I'm looking for a wheelchair." We always want to make sure that we're offering um, choices for folks. And so when they're looking for a manual wheelchair, that's with um, the wheelchairs that you see kind of at the hospitals um, where people are kind of propelling themselves um, or using them for long periods of time because they're going to be sitting and using that as their primary um, means of mobility. Um, So that's always an option for folks. And then there's another option called a transport wheelchair. And transport wheelchairs are much um, lighter and the manual wheelchairs with the big drive wheels. Um, transport wheelchairs have four small wheels um, and really are made for getting somebody from um, point A to point um, B and are much lighter for caregivers. So if, if somebody's just needing it to you know, go shopping or go to the doctor's, um, for short periods of time, transport wheelchairs can work very, very well. And I think that one of the things that, that you're emphasizing, maybe without even realizing it, is how important it is to make these decisions and to make these purchases in person. This is not anything that anyone should attempt to do online. How many people do you meet in your showroom on Manchester Road in De Pere, Noel? who did have that online experience and then regret it so very much. Yeah, we always like um, to, to share with our customers that they really should come come see us, um, come try the piece of equipment. Um, we, we offer the ability for people to, you know, put it into their car, see if it's going to work um, with getting it out of the car, into the car, in the trunk space that they have or in the backseat space that they have, um, and then go ahead and make the make the purchase because we want to make sure that whoever walks into our showroom or calls us on the phone, um, hopefully come into our showroom, that we can make sure that they're getting the piece of equipment that's going to work best for either themselves or um, someone that they love or care about. What are what are some of the other things that that you have to ask about um, when when folks are making these decisions? Um, it's it's kind of a round the clock proposal, isn't it? Yes, it can get it can get a little um, intimate uh, because we we do need to know. Um, the person's height and weight that's going to be using the piece of equipment. And I know that can be very sensitive, and sometimes people don't like to, um, you know, share that information. But it's really important, both for the safety of the person and the safety of the equipment, to make sure that it's going to accommodate um, both height and weight. We want to make sure that people are comfortable and safe. So that is something that we definitely ask. Um, And then as far as, like, the lifting of equipment, we want to make sure that um, either the person themselves, if they're going to be lifting it in and out of the car, or their caregiver or friend or loved one or whoever is going to be helping um, with the lifting, they can actually lift a piece of equipment. Because manual wheelchairs definitely are heavier than um, transport wheelchairs. And when they come in, um, I know that, first of all, you're always very respectful of the time uh, that, that people have. But I think once they walk in the front door, they do get more curious because they see all of the different items that are designed to make their lives easier. Absolutely. So we do offer some lighter weight options. Um, that we can talk with folks about to see if um, that might work for them better than um, the heavier dutier options. But um, definitely we offer choice, um, both with kind of standard and then um, some lighter options. And if we don't have exactly what the person um, is looking for, we can always share, um, you know, on the on our website or, or um, information so that they can look further than um, what we have available in the show. Well, Mobility City, as we said, is very, very easy to find just off of Interstate 270. They are on Manchester Road in De Pere, 12,009 Manchester. They are on the north side of Manchester, and they are just east of West County Center. Their phone number is 833-MOB-CITY. That's 833-662-2489. Chances are that Noelle Humphrey or her husband, Tim, they are the CFO and the COO, respectively, will answer the phone and talk to you when you call. Noelle, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you so much for Thanks, being with Wendy. us. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.
You know, if you have terrific taste in music, obviously you love the Beatles. If you have terrific taste in home decor, then you are either Ellen or Barbara or both at the Curtain Exchange. The Curtain Exchange is located in the heart of Clayton, 8119 Maryland Avenue. Their phone number is 314-863-1112. They are proud sponsors of Boomers and Beyond on the Big 550 KTRS on Sundays because they believe that, as we said earlier, it's never too late and you're never too old to have the home of your dreams. Now, a lot of times those dreams can be kicked down the road like the can, the proverbial can that gets kicked down the road because you have other you have other priorities. But they can come in and they can tell you, you know, whether a tweak here is all you need or a reset button here is all you need. They are wonderfully honest. Generations of St. Louisans uh, respect and admire their taste. And that is saying something because they have just got phenomenal taste. And don't let the name fool you. Yes, they have a stunning selection of ready-made and made-to-order window treatments. They also have furniture and rugs and accessories and bedding. Everything you need to pull the look of your home together. Again, that number, 314-863-1112. Remember, they never charge an hourly fee. It is simply part of the Curtain Exchange service. 314-863-1112. And please be sure to tell them that KTRS sent you. It was 60 years ago in February that they visited the United States. I suppose they landed crashed onto our shores, but we haven't been the same since, have we, Derek? We have not been the same, and Carol's sister, Joni, uh, ended up seeing them when they came to uh, Bush Stadium. Wow. And so she, she reminds us of this every time we talk about the uh, the Beatles and uh, the wonderful songs that they produced. And uh, I also think that in deference to what we talked about before, it is absolutely true that the Beatles have grown with their music. And one of the things that they did in uh, their next album that we're going to talk about is that they, for the first time, produced a double album. And it has 30 songs on it. And I could have picked out many songs off of this album that I could have picked for our listeners. I'd like to highlight some of them and just tell just a couple of minutes of, of, of uh, a story. Uh, the first song is back in the USSR. Mm. And this was a takeoff on another group's popularity in the United States. Do you know what it was? Was it Chuck Berry? It was a combination of that, but it also was uh, the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. They, they want if you, if you if you listen to that one, you know the the way that there's there's a higher part that comes in at the end. That 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 was a Beach Boys uh, uh, nod. Uh, they had some just nonsensical songs. Oblabli, obladi, oblada, right? Uh, a weird song. Happiness is a warm gun, mm. which I don't think we want to go into detail. Uh, detail. Martha, my dear, one of my very favorite songs on this album is Blackbird. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. I Will, another another great, great song. Uh, I could go on and on because there's 30 songs on, on this one. Revolution. Um, and the song that I picked was actually because a very good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Grubb, he and I used to play in a folk group in uh, high school, which led into college. Uh, and after, do you remember the, the group I was going to start as an alternative to the uh, animals and to the um, uh to the uh, what's the other group that Mick Jagger? Oh, Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones. It was the Gonks, Wendy. The Gonks. The Gonks. That, that was the, that, that was going to be my group. Well, anyway, we, we did have a, a folk group, and it was a folk group called the Uncalled For. And one of the songs that um, Jeff took the lead on, and he played it and sung it very, very well, is this song off of the White Album that we're going to share with our listeners right now. Mining hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. And one day his woman ran off with another guy, hit young Rocky in the eye. Rocky didn't like that, he said, I'm gonna get that boy. So one day he walked into town, booked himself a room in the local saloon. Rocky Raccoon checked into his room. Only to find Gideon's by 
Now, what's really interesting is that even though this is a silly, silly song, as Paul and John were wont to do, if you really start listening, there also is a story. Mm-hmm. There's a thread. And, and, and if you listen to all of Rocky Raccoon, not to get too deep, because I'm not that deep, it's just interesting that there's actually a story there the more you listen to what happened to Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, Derek, I think you skipped over an album. Actually, it's okay. That's what we do. We're boomers. We, <laughs> just that's to come exactly in what we do. Connor, how do you know I didn't do it on purpose to see if you'd catch me? <laughs> Because he knows us. Because <laughs> he knows he us. Knows us. <laughs> oh my God! It takes a village. Poor Connor is like. It's uh, like imagine. You know how they always say herding fish. That's yeah. kind of like Connor's job. What do you yeah. do? I work with boomers. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. And it's like herding fish. Yes, yes, yes. You know, can I just say that this is this is amazing? Do you realize if Connor was five years younger? Just five years younger. Okay, he'd be 21. Uh, he would be almost triple. Uh, I'd be almost triple his age. Yes. How's that for math? That's 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 impressive. Speaking, speaking of math, let's go backwards, shall we? Let's go backwards. Let's go backwards. Let's, since, go, since let's get in our time capsule. Since we skipped. Uh, I went from six to eight. I it happens. Wa- I wanted to skip seventh grade. It happens. I wanted Who to doesn't? Skip, I think, I don't know if that was Sister Ephraim. Was that Mr. Pesic? Who was it that had me in seventh grade? I don't remember a lot of seventh grade. But you remember the Beatles. I remember the Beatles and the Beatles' seventh album. I have to admit, one of my favorite albums, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Great cover. You, you could spend all day long trying to dissect the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time, many, many, many moons ago, um, some friends of ours and I tried to pick out all the people that we knew, uh, not personally, but all the people that we knew that w- were on the cover mm-hmm. of Sgt. Pepper's Little. Marilyn Monroe, for yes, starters. absolutely. I'm, I'm, looking at it, I'm looking at it right now. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. But uh, they had a lot of really, really good songs on this. Uh, again, with a little help from my friends, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Fixing a hole, she's leaving home. Uh, our absolute tribute to this program, our starting song, "When I'm 64" right. off of this album. Right. Uh, Within you, without you, lovely Rita. I mean, it's 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 wonderful. However, uh, keeping with the theme that I shared about our wedding, I decided to pick. This particular song off the seventh album, which interestingly enough, Wendy, is between the sixth and the eighth. And the eighth, yes. <clears throat> yes. So that's how I was taught. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah. So let, let's hear this. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Memories? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, a lot of memories. A lo- lo- lot of memories. A lot of memories. A lot of memories. And if if nothing else, it reminds you of the the loss of John Lennon yes. out of season and, and so tragically and so unnecessarily. I wanted to ask Connor before we lose yes. too much time because this is important to people like Derek and me. Do you think that proper reverence or respect in the, you are plugged in because of what you do for a living uh, and just really because of who you are? But do you think that most people your age, do they understand the significance of the Beatles or do they do they care or is the Beatles and is is what they were culturally? Is it is it starting to dissipate? Great question. Uh, I'm not sure if I can answer if they understand the cultural impact. That's a harder one to uh-huh. to get because you, you know no one 
born now was there for it. Sure, sure. But musically, I, I do think it's they're still very popular. Uh, and I've talked about this before about how even with younger people, they're still very big fans of these bands and musicians that are you know older bands and musicians, some that have been, you know passed away years before they were even born. Uh, and I find it very interesting because uh, you've mentioned that you know back in the day you never listened to your parents' music, but now, no. but no. now it's it's you know it's something you do. My, my uh, I have younger family members, uh, a cousin. She is like the number one Elton John fan I've ever wow. met. Wow! And you said your mother felt so strongly about the Beatles that sure, it was yeah. part she of your she your played your it all the time for me and my brother, and that's why uh, I think why that's why love... we're both fans of that's, them. That's that makes me feel good. Doesn't that make I, you I feel that. good? That's and, and that's I, great. I think that is a perfect thing because I remember as soon as my father left the car, turning off the stuff he had in the radio. Right. And I remember with our kids being younger, and, and now becoming adults, they are now listening to some of the same things that that we listen to. Right. Exactly. So, very. No, that's very true. All Thank right. you for that, Connor. Yes. Because he is our youth desk he is. advisor. Yes, he is. <laughs> our youthful we have, we have correspondent. Two, we have two albums left, Wendy. I'm so excited. And number nine was Abbey Road. Oh boy, uh, great! Some great songs my favorite, on this. My favorite yeah. album. Okay, oh, thank my you. Goodness gracious! All right, it's a favorite. All right Connor, you your tell me. Your stock is what, rising again. What, what is your favorite song off of this album? My favorite song off this album is "Something," sung by George Harrison. Oh, All right. wow. Okay, you're right. back in the will. You're right. back in the will, young man. All right. Uh, that I that that actually uh, I I love that one. One of the most romantic. I, I agree. And the video that goes with it at the time. Nobody knew okay. it was a okay. video. Okay. Can I just say Connor's back? Connor's back. Connor's Connor back. Has, okay. All right. His, his All star, right. his, his moon star. is rising. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So we are going to hear instead of something in the way she moved, which, which could have been, that was that was a close runner up for me. We're going to listen to this uh, because I just think in the midst of winter and uh, gloominess, this oh, is a great song. I know where you're going. Do you, do you not I know? Do. All I right, do. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Hit it, Connor. Harrison is really coming into his own, yes, isn't he? Yes, he, he absolutely is. You can is. hear it. You can, you can absolutely hear it, hear it more and more and more. Mm. Guess what? What? We are at number 10. Oh, wow. Uh, last album. Uh, so we had the White Album. We went back to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Club. Is this Let It Be? It is. Abbey okay. Road. And now we are at Let It Be. Let It Be. And... Uh, I, I just have always loved this song uh, off of this album, and I think it is a great uh, tribute to the band and w- where they have come from, what they did. Um, it was thought that it was uh, originally a song, a funeral song, and, and it was not that at all. Uh, he wrote this song uh, that we're going to hear in at a farm in 1968, and it was actually inspired by the growing tension amongst the Beatles. And he um, expressed his anguish at the direction of his personal life as well as a nostalgic look back at the Beatles' history. And, and really, this, this is a song I've always loved. You really need to listen to it to understand where it's the Beatles started. It's almost sacred. It, I agree. Uh, if you, so, if, it if, almost if you, has that If you sound. understand this song, you understand the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Connor. In times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Also a tribute to his mother. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very touching. It is so. It is so touching. It really is. But there is that. Uh, there is that element uh, of of sacred. You know, it's just you knew that they were saying goodbye. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, you, you didn't want to believe it. I remember being in the um, the dentist office with my aunt when the co- the cover of Life magazine was all about the Beatles breakup. Yep. And it, 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 I think for a lot of people, I was nine, yep. eight, whatever. And I think for a lot of people, you almost had the feeling that the world was ending. Oh, absolutely. It, I mean, because it, 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 was, it had that kind of an impact on us. And, and it had such an impact on us, Wendy, that we've spent the entire show, Boomers and Beyond, January 21st, 2024, on the Fab Four, as you call them, the Beatles. And you know why? Why? Because everybody who's listening to this program, all eight, nine dozen of them, yes, they know every word to every song. Bingo. Right? Bingo. Yes. I think this has taken us to the end of the show, Wendy. I love this. Thank yes. you for doing this, well, Derek. You're very welcome. You're a wonderful producer, Connor. We couldn't do it without you. Well, we Thank thought you. early in the in the program we thought we, thought we, could. we might have we, to. We, we, we I, were I admit trying to figure like, out where to bury yeah, his body in right, the radio right. station. But he redeemed himself. He redeemed himself absolutely brilliantly. So. Thank you for listening to Boomers and Beyond. Don't forget, you can email us, boomernation at aol.com. Derek, always a pleasure, Sheriff Partner. Back at you. Say goodnight, Wendy. Good night, Wendy. See you next week. Not if I see you first. This has been Boomers and Beyond with Wendy Weiss and Derek Dufresne with Mobility City. Your one-hour weekly informative, colorful, and irreverent look at the aging process. Nice looking, ain't you? At my age, that's about all I can do is look. (laughs) Gather around your radio next Sunday at 4 for more Boomers and Beyond. Far out, man. On the Big 550 KTRS. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.